Hello, and welcome to Attack of the Queer Wolf. I'm Sam. I'm Michael. I'm Nay. I'm Brennan. Hi. Today, we are coming to you from the charred ruins of the Bates High School. (laughs) And in the spirit of 1999, we are all wearing chokers. (laughs) I clapped at it. (laughs) Hi, Sam. Hi, I'm Sam Weinman, uh, the newest member of the Blumhouse queer clubhouse <laughs> yeah look any queer family is a chosen family and we have chosen right. for sam to join our ranks yes yeah. sam will be co-hosting the show with us for a while yeah. and we're very excited you're here mm-hmm. uh i could not be more excited to be yes. here yes you are a podcast i actually listen to <laughs> uh, honestly I, a praise. Liar. I mean no yeah. liar i love you guys <laughs> oh we love you, Sam. I was yeah. living for last week and all of the paranormal talk. <laughs> so I'm ready for the spinoff, too, where we just talk about the uh, weird shit that oh we do. We totally should. Honestly, mm-hmm. it might just happen on this one. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, for those We're of apparently you... apparently not good at staying on topic. We'll see. With good memory, Sam was with us for um, A Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Yes, with Katya. With Katya, yeah. yes. Yeah. And Sam is a filmmaker and a writer and an all-around good person. Raconteur. Mm. Uh, two out of those three things are true. <laughs> uh, I definitely make films. <laughs> uh, I, speaking of which, I'm very excited about what we're going to be talking about today. Because um, I love trash. <laughs> I like to here. pick it up out of the trash and dust it off and put it back in the shelf where it belongs. Yeah, dive into it like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> yeah, Ducktale. I love when they sings. Oh, Lord. When she was singing, it's raining brands. This show is that. a musical. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, yeah, I love movies that age well and uh, movies that don't age well this one does both um, <laughs> but before we get into that tea time what have you guys been Sounds good. watching living loving i uh i'll go first since everyone always looks at me um i watched scream this week shocking yeah yeah i hadn't actually seen the first one in uh quite a while did it maybe a couple months. four or five days did it remind you that it's the superior scream movie Anyway, Whoa. Um, Whoa. yeah, it. I love Scream too, by the way. But I mean, I love them both. Mm-hmm, it's possible good. to love both. Yeah, you can yeah. love both yeah. your children. <laughs> it's not. Uh, mutu- they're not mutually exclusive. Um, it is tea time. Bisexual for Scream and Scream too. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the two genders. <laughs> but I was. Uh, I watched it, and then I was talking to Chris Landon about it, and we were talking about how like. The movie itself is so amazing, but like the great thing about it that I realized this time I'm watching it is like the opening scene with Drew Barrymore could as- literally be its own short film. Oh yeah. And it's so fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. Like the whole movie is perfect, but that opening scene, it just gets me every fucking time. And I pick up little tidbits every time I watch it that I haven't noticed before. And like some of the music, the music is gorgeous. Marco Beltrami's uh, music is scores never been better than of Scream, Scream and Scream 2 are amazing. Um, and I listen to those scores usually. Those are usually the two scores I listen to when I write. Um, but we got a brand new TV, which has like a really good sound system with it. And I heard undercurrents of the score in the movie that I've never noticed before with the film playing at the same time. And it's just so brilliant. Like every single thing about it is so brilliant. Um, but yeah, I uh, I always go back to one of those movies when I'm feeling like I need a just like really nice comfort food. So I watch Scream. That's lovely. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you. Um, I watched the act. <laughs> oh, I couldn't wait to tell you. Did you, you. finish it? Yeah. Uh, I finished it in like two days. so good. Yeah. It's like, it's so hard to watch. It. But it's amazing. It is. You know, I. It, wow. It, right? Just to remind you. just to talk about. Yeah. Just remember that anyone is capable of anything. I feel like. <laughs> and you know what I really loved? I love how later they show you kind of like some context that mm. lets you know why these folks are doing what they're doing and it's just so real life because it's like you really don't know till later like that's that's when you actually find out things and i really love how they did that yeah that scene with her father is like heartbreaking yeah it's like oof. yeah they cast that show perfectly perfectly also that goddamn cinderella dress and wig i mean that painting <laughs> Oh my God. I like, like it's that was a real painting too yeah. that they actually had. Wow! And it's like, it's it's unreal that it's real. Yeah. 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 So did you enjoy it? Oh yeah, I couldn't stop it, and yeah. I made um, a couple other people watch it yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, it's Patricia Arquette is like terrifying. Oh my God, amazing. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, I'm so, so glad good. you watched it. I knew you would. And next I season, want to jump in, but have you I seen it? Seen it. Oh my or God. scream. So I just <laughs> Oh man. The thing I love about the act is each season it's gonna be a new weird oh, act. Really? Like it'll be some it'll be a crime See? each season, but it'll be like they only are gonna do like fucked up shit. Like they're not gonna just do like random okay. crimes. So season two of the act is gonna be about Idina Menzel's performance art from Rent, right? Okay. Something like that. Yeah. It's a yeah. Happening. <laughs> yeah. Or the ring two, it'll be about that. <laughs> crime. Um so yeah. yeah. You should watch it, Sam. I definitely wanna see it. It's terrifying in such a non horror way. Yeah. Right? Like I yeah. tweeted a couple weeks ago like that. It's the scariest show on TV right now. <laughs> it's a serious mindfuck. Yeah. I saw that because it's one of the tweets you didn't delete. Yeah. <laughs> I always delete <laughs> wow. tweets. I love a delete on anything. Uh, delete, delete, delete. Same. Yeah. Fuck. Get away. Get yeah. Away. Get out of my life. Do what I want. I'm yeah. just going to die anyway. Yeah. Fucking delete it. My Twitter. <laughs> Do what I want, Sam. <laughs> Sam bringing it right away. Uh, speaking of bringing it, The Guardian uh, Michael and I both had the good fortune of watching The Guardian. We're, you were there for it, right? At the uh, yeah. at the all nighter. Yeah, well, like an all nighter. Totally it was forgot uh, about it. Did yeah. you stay the whole time? Uh, I did until the very last film, which was H two O, and just because I'd just seen H two O again, so rewatchable. But I want to highly recommend this film to you. It's because, a William Friedkin movie, right? Yes. It is. Okay. Yes. How did Bru- I forget that I was, this was only like two weeks ago. Yeah. Your face staring blankly at me hurts because this movie <laughs> no, I mean, is, it's uh, just my normal face. It's a handsome face. <laughs> Aww, this is. movie is a straight white couple who uh, can oh, afford, right, already who can <laughs> afford childcare. So it's obviously Way out there. Yeah. Um, and so they're making a decision about but they who do to- talk about at one point how like tight money is. It's so funny. Right. They're like money. It's tight, right? <laughs> tight. And they think they're hiring Mary Poppins, but they got a tree witch. This Ooh. movie is yeah. bonkers. A tree witch. It's insane. The most wild editing. The lead uh, female, uh, Jenny Seagrove. I looked her up. Um, <laughs> this movie is her runway. Every scene is a okay. look. She constantly acts in front of a fan with like wind. And it doesn't matter where she is. So She's great. got full wind. This movie has gruesome deaths, wonky editing, and it's like 
perfect for Mother's Day. So <laughs> Yeah, and the guy, the main guy, I forget his name, but he was Kevin Costner's dad in Field of Dreams. So like the the reveal at the end of Field of Dreams. Oh. And my dad in my wet dreams. Yeah. Super dreamy, <laughs> but he's like, so fucking horrible. Never in the movie. wearing a shirt. Never wearing a shirt. Always in pajama pants with no underwear. I kept wow. looking. I um, see this movie. It's, it's so entertaining. It's the dumbest thing. Um, <laughs> but like, it's so amazing to think that like Friedkin directed The Exorcist and that. Friedkin's done a lot of things. I mean, and then he like. <laughs> He's had a wide career. Yeah, and then like 10 years later, he does like Bug, which is like an amazing movie. So check it out. Nay, you'll like Kay. fucking love it. Okay. That sounds. Yeah. Brennan, you'll iconic. love it too. Okay. Yeah. Um, is it anything like my other favorite movie about ridiculously rich white people, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle? Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, okay. So kind side of sort note, of similar. I, I'm running it on Friday at my house. Oh, are you? With The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Oh, oh perfect. Oh, yeah, you're running The Guardian, too. Okay, no, because it sounds – it's so similar. She's do, so rich. She yes. can afford to build her own greenhouse and hire a nanny. And the dad's also hot in that one, so <laughs> – Yes. He I is build. kind of a piece, yeah. Oh, yeah, Matt McCoy. Uh, a piece. With that beard and those chunky <laughs> sweaters. It is. It, it's the same film, but with more Tree Witch. Okay. Okay, I'm going to love it. You're the right. theme that I'm doing is uh, White Lady Wants a Baby. Because that's one <laughs> uh-huh. of my favorite horror tropes. Oh, yeah. Or thriller tropes, I should say. And Julianne Moore's in it, so... My recommendation. Mm-hmm. I, love the the Hannah, I love the hand that rocks the Hell yeah, me too. I love those like early '90s like thrillers. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We should do that. It's and sleeping with uh, the enemy. And... Oh, sleeping with the enemy is so good. It's so Oof. good. Yeah. That movie is one hundred and fifty percent a slasher movie with no deaths. Oh yeah, yeah. It really is. Yeah, it's so good. Anyway, yeah. Um, but I, I was here. I had something for tea time also. Um, I've been reading. I'm pulling a nay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've been reading the book You, which the, uh, the series on Netflix is based off of. Cool. Um, it was from 2014. It's written by Caroline Kepnes. Um, I had recently watched season one of the show, so I was like, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy the experience of the book because, you know, it's the, roughly the same plot. But I am loving the book. Um, just because in terms of an adaptation, Lifetime, you know, kind of Lifetime it up. There's a lot of... W- extraneous characters that are not in the book. It's much more pared down. Mm -hmm. Um, But also the prose is spectacular. Oh, I love it. Like the form is what's giving me a reason to read it other than the plot, which I know, I know how it goes. Um, I have actually have a uh, a segment of the first chapter I want to share with you from the audio book. Or you're going to, I'm going to read it. I mean, please uh, pay me for the audio book. I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, yeah, so in case you don't know, use a story of Joe Goldberg, who owns – well, he doesn't – he works at a bookstore. He becomes obsessed with this woman who is frankly not that interesting. Um, he you know, kind of projects a lot of his feelings about how a relationship should be onto her. And here is the end of the very first chapter after she has bought some books from him and he has kind of imagined it as this kind of grand romantic thing instead of just an actual transaction. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> You didn't walk in here for books, Beck. You didn't have to say my name. You didn't have to smile or listen or take me in. But you did. Your signature is on the receipt. This wasn't a cash transaction and it wasn't a coded debit. This was real. I press my thumb into the wet ink on your receipt and the ink of Guinevere Beck stains my skin. Wow. I want to use my audible credit on you. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) It's disgusting yeah. <laughs> it's a beautifully horrifying 
piece, and I'm really, really loving wow. it. Um, I love the show because it was such trash. Oh yeah, no, the show is super. Every character to die on the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the book is even more than the show. A very much about how our lives are filtered through pop culture, mm-hmm. and oh cool. Basically, every chapter kind Should of takes as its hook like a snippet of song lyrics or like a scene from a movie or a scene from a book. And it's just talking about all of this poison, if poison, if poisonous (laughs) lessons um, that he has internalized because he thinks he's the hero of his own romantic comedy. He's horribly wrong. Right. And it's, it's really trenchant and observant and it's really, really fun. I really would recommend it. What I liked about the show is they did, his character did reference film and TV a lot in Mm -hmm. his voiceover, which I thought was kind of smart. Have you seen it? Oh yeah, yeah. I couldn't stop. I started yeah, it yeah, and it's such I'm trash. I love it. Obsessed. Yeah, and have definitely like dated a guy like that, or have been a guy like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, don't look at me. <laughs> Hi. Uh, yeah. Should we? Uh, yeah. Let's go. Get yeah. into the. I was going to say meat and potatoes. I'm a vegetarian. Um, potatoes and potatoes. potatoes. Yeah. The double beyond meat. All the carbs. And Today's film is The Rage, Carrie 2. Uh, it's directed by Kat Shea, who also directed Poison Ivy. Mm. Uh, written by Raphael Moreau and released March 12th, 1999. Should we uh, kick it off with Shady Summaries? Or do you want the trailer first? Yeah, I'll play the trailer really quick and then we'll launch right into Shady Summaries. Sam, yeah. you, uh, you must not be like a super big fan of us. Oh. Like, that's kind of how we run the show. Uh, <laughs> My bad. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm here. Oh no, it went away. Brennan, I'm sorry. Hold on, I'm gonna have to click on it right, again. Shh, don't pay attention. Whose dog is this? This is a commercial. A special friend Antonio. No, this is not promote. This is not promoted by a queer wolf. <laughs> hey Sam, how's it going? Uh, I'm four feet tall right now. <laughs> oh, don't be. You're doing to amazing. No, one I thing mean, you need down, to sitting down. That's pretty tall. Yeah, that is true. So. One thing you need to be aware of on the show is that you will constantly be interrupted. Um, and I'm sorry about that. And it's not always going to be me who does it. Here's the question. Sometimes I really wish I could just be one of the shiny, happy people, you know? Come on, this girl's just a skank. You don't even know her. What, and you do? Yeah, I we do know her. The others don't understand you. At least be seen with someone cool, someone who counts. Maybe somebody needs to teach it to them a little lesson. And they... Rachel want you around if you want to talk out your feelings no well <laughs> to hell with them Ooh, that's so good it's a good trailer yeah good. and a super queer trailer <laughs> true. the others that's don't true. understand you yeah and then, like, i mean it they, really they is. lay it out yeah here's the theme it's pretty great um so um i can start Brian, is it yeah no i, I really regret uh, making fun of you because it was obviously a joke, <laughs> but then I failed so hard. It was my most beautiful self own that's ever happened. So. <laughs> Guys, what you didn't hear is the part where I cried, had to leave the room. We edited it out for <laughs> telekinetically <laughs> knocked all the LaCroix off the table. <laughs> yeah, well, my uh, coconut LaCroix is on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> it fell. Um, Still tastes the same. It does. I love carpet. (laughs) Okay. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, shady summary. Shady summary. You have um, one? <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about how mean people are to you now. You will have the chance to kill them. <laughs> it gets better. <laughs> yes. Mine is... It's so weird that this movie had two directors. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, mine is the one where Rachel and Monica go to a party, but people do not remain friends. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> uh, mine is a girl who hates snow globes learns that less is a lot more with a wet look, murders her entire <laughs> senior class, and finds love. Aww. In that order. That's amazing. <sighs> so. This film had a pretty dark backdrop. Yeah. And that's why I want to like kind of get it out there like now, Do it. but it mm-hmm. was uh it's it's loosely based on um the Spur Posse, which was like a huge story in the 90s, um and it was it would be presented very differently now, but at the time it was a group of like 20 to 30 dudes who would like rate women Ugh. and their conquests based on a point system, but their victims included um you know, it was it was abuse. There was rape. There were children involved. It was, was young pretty, as ten, I think I read. Yeah, so oh it's God. it's dark. And um, they're called the Spur Posse because the guy that started it, his favorite basketball team was the San Antonio Spurs. Classy, wow. isn't that crazy? Like, yeah, it's it's super Spurs gross. Should sue him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, for me, the really gross part is just the way that they got to like get gigs on talk shows and kind of became this presence in uh, in TV that I. I, I it's not cool. Um, on a, additionally, this movie is pre-Columbine by a month. So when looking at the bullying and the violence, um, thinking about it in terms of this movie was like in theaters at the time of that tragedy. Mm-hmm. And so when it was released to home video, yeah, came, we're receiving it at a like different time. Four weeks later, right? Yeah. yeah. So just keeping that on the timeline, that's where this exists. And I think it's easy to see why in a lot of ways it – was not as present as maybe it could or should have been, arguably, mm-hmm. depending on if you liked it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I loved it. I, I did yeah. like it. I, I mean, I've, I've seen it before. Was it a first watch for anyone? Oh, here? no, I saw it in the movie theater. Okay. Yeah. Same. Yeah. 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 I was like so stoked. Yeah. This was like back when this was at the, this came out, the scream trend had peaked. So this was mm-hmm. on the downward slide. Um, but I still, any horror movie that played around that time in the theaters, I went and saw mm-hmm. because especially teen horror and it was advertised kind of screamish in a way. Oh, for sure. You know, even though there's like, it's not a slasher movie. Um, no, but it does like directly rip scream with what's your favorite scary movie. Yeah. That I mean, scene. And the phone call and yeah. The yeah. obligatory meta moment of a late nineties horror film. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but thank you for letting me pick it. I yeah, picked it because I was pick. super obsessed with this when I was in high school. Um, I used to draw Rachel like on my notebooks, but really? I would draw her as, okay. but it was not Rachel. It was me, Did like me the with the vines. Oh. I was super obsessed. Oh. And like okay. the football player whose butt we get to see later. Yes. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, <laughs> Brian walked in on look, that part uh, and he's like, why did they just do that? I'm like, just go in the other room. Um, <laughs> we should definitely talk about why they did that. Yeah. And there's a good reason. Okay. Um, but he looked just like my crush. Like this all felt uh. so real, except I wasn't out. And so I identified hard with Rachel who like, we follow her journey as a person who is suppressing these feelings. Mm-hmm. She has a best friend she's very close with. And once she loses that friend, she can't, she has a harder time suppressing her identity. And then it becomes more and more visible. Mm-hmm. Were you 
were you out to yourself yet? You had like had you self actualized as like I am a gay person. I'm not telling people, or were you still kind of figuring things out? I was not figuring things out. I made a decision that that wasn't who I wanted to be. Okay, and I took like dangerous kind of action to make sure I wasn't. So I think that's why, or destructive, I should say, which maybe is also why this particular story feels so relatable for Absolutely. me and a lot of people. Were you? Was I? Yeah. Um, briefly, but generally my self-identity came at a time where I felt safe coming out. Mm. So they were kind of happening around the same time. Like me realizing that I was like fully like a Kinsey six was at the same time <laughs> that I was telling people about it. Give or take a month or so. Um, I, <laughs> I, I do remember a time though. Um, I might, did I, I think I told this story on the podcast before. Um, but it was, I definitely have. Um, but it, it was a thing <laughs> where there was a, supposedly this true or false test where th- you like oh, hold, yeah. hold a ring with a yeah, string and the way uh, it spins is supposed to like be oh, true yeah. or false. And I was like yeah. making it spin to tell me that I wasn't gay. And I was like, I'm great. It's fine. Um, so we, you know. <laughs> and you said it just like that. Yeah. I did that, but like by fucking girls. <laughs> mm, same I did test. that too. Yeah. yeah. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> But it was funny because I was listening to. Oh, okay. Okay. That too. Less fun. (laughs) For real, though. Truly. Depends on who you ask. It's like in hindsight, you're like, well, I feel like every man I've ever had sex with, like years later when I've told them, like, you know what, I'm gay, they're like, oh, well, duh. (laughs) Any girl I had sex with, I was drunk. I don't think I ever had sex sober with a girl. So. Dark. I held hands with a girl in a hot tub once. Ooh. <laughs> did it go around school the next day? Kind of. <laughs> of course it, it was did. like eighth grade. Oh my God. Do you remember when holding hands would go around school? Yeah. It was like, a big go. thing. Yeah. They told we us, um, they were like, later. don't play with fire. <laughs> holding hands, playing with fire. <laughs> I always forget about your big Christian background. <laughs> Sit on that break stick. Break stick. That's what she called it. <laughs> Playing with fire. Uh, um, I was listening to the Carrie episode, getting ready for this. Oh, I had yes. heard that before. I love that episode. And of mm-hmm. course, Mark was talking about his connection with Carrie and, and seeing it when he wasn't ready to see that part of himself. So I like that you asked that because I think that's how this was for me. That's really interesting. Um, Great question, me. Yeah. Uh, this movie, I was telling Brennan on the way in, I went down a fucking rabbit hole today. On Carrie too, yeah, uh, and I and I want to share it with you. Yeah, because like I because did some search and I couldn't find shit. I, <laughs> listen, <laughs> what search engine sources? This is. <laughs> I called Cat Shay. No, uh, I I She's was very present on Twitter, James. so she is slide into those DMs. She looks like somebody who would give a good interview, okay. and I say that because oh, yeah. I was I, from what I've read, but also because I was listening to her commentary on the 2015 Blu-ray. Of Carrie too, yeah, and it is redacted as fuck. So it's like she'll start saying like something, seven different tones and voice in one sentence. It's well, no, it's just <laughs> they they just pull out the audio completely in places, oh and you're God. like, and it's when just when it gets <laughs> that's juicy, insane, and that's what sent me down this journey. Um, I was watching it with her and she's like, are you sure that's not just our Blu-ray player? So uh, if it was, sorry, but anyways, I found <laughs> answers. Um, it started out with commentary with David Dakota. 
Dakota. Oh, yeah? Yes. Um, okay. Which I'm already like, okay, that's queer as fuck. Uh-huh. Great. Yeah. And, uh, and she talked about how when she first read the screenplay, she wasn't stoked about it. And she got it on like – and we prob- you probably heard this reading. But she got it on a Thursday because she was called in to replace that director, um, yeah, he, the director of The Substitute. Uh, David Robert Mandel. Man- Robert, Robert Mandel. Mandel, yeah. Yeah. He's directed School Ties. Yes. Oh. Um, and uh, and so she was called in to replace him. She read the screenplay once, took a meeting, read it again, and then was already in production by Monday morning. So he it had happened. shot like half the movie too. So yeah, yeah. And and so she gets to set, and she's like she not two- gonna match the material. So she decided to just be like, I'm gonna reshoot everything that I he think shot. She had to reshoot that all in two weeks, right? Yes, because they said they wouldn't give her any more budget or any more time. Shit. So she just did everything again, and she's like total. She worked. She did Roger Corman films, so it's like School of Corman. Oh, yeah, just fucking nailed it. Um, but she was in there, and then and she talked about this is where it gets interesting on the Blu-ray. But it's it where it gets <laughs> quiet. Uh, she said that she she wasn't allowed to revise the script, but then she describes herself staying up all night revising the script. And sleeping between shots. So then, I, and she says that she, and, and there are conflicting amazing. parts of the interviews that I've read online where she'll say that, yeah, so she, what, she didn't do any revising, but then she was allowed to make, quote, little changes to scenes. So I, being the queer that I am, need to know what those little changes are and if they're what I think they are, because I'm reading too much into everything. And they totally are. Well, I wonder what, like, so she reshot everything, but sh- it had the same material to work with? Mm-hmm. I wonder, like, what the big difference was. So, the if you are interested, the, yes. the shooting script is out there online, oh, and I read it. Okay. So, and I is also took diff- some pretty detailed notes. Is it different than what we <laughs> see? Thing, it is exactly. The, it's like exactly the same, except for tiny changes that make this movie queer. Like okay. it's okay. it's tiny, tiny you things. Know what, Kat? Yeah, Thanks, I see Kat. you. I'm here yeah. for it. Like yeah. that whole the whole like locker room tampon thing. Her edition. <laughs> The 45 butts we get to see, that's her edition. Good you know, she took, the, she took, she added her male gaze perspective, her perspective on the male gaze to it. And what's interesting is the scenes that hit the, if you look at the deleted scenes, I feel like they're scenes she obviously was going to delete anyways. Because mm-hmm. it's like a double, like instead of the locker room scene, it's like this dude eating meat, like getting pressured to do it. Like she. Eating meat? Like, like it's, it's the team's, <laughs> yeah, he's just like got this big steak, but legit. Okay. And they're pressuring him into doing it. But she, she just like, she took the bullshit and she replaced it with actual queer and feminist subtext or explicit material. Right. Depending on what you're looking at. Yeah. I have some examples. Yes. If yeah. you want to hear them. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, so we have a clip. So okay. can you, do you have the clip of, um, and to me, this is what makes this a queer film. Like this clip is, a, is why it's explicitly queer. I love your hands. Oh, thank <laughs> you. just all over the room I, right now. When I get excited about stuff, I, I move a lot. Just fly away. <laughs> I might. I love it. Wait, which clip are we talking about? So this about? is the, um, the She Speaks bus Oh, okay. Clip. Gotcha. I'm a needy bitch. I've been this person. <laughs> like, you're all pissed at your best friend because mm-hmm. they didn't call you back, mm-hmm. but it's because you're actually gay and in love with them. Mm-hmm. Or just in love with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, the original script is she speaks, she opens her mouth, and words come out. The sounds are words. That's oh. it. So Kat added, she didn't call all weekend. I figured her voice was gone. 
There's already Ooh, yeah. a so new much layer. difference. Yeah, it's a completely different moment. Then when they do the mm-hmm. thing where they kiss their mm-hmm. tattoos, those tattoos, they're not. In, they're, that's not a part of the ritual in the shooting script. It's just the kiss. So even though there was like a subtle tattoo reference, like she does have the tattoo in the thing, she puts it in the scene Ooh. in a way that lets us know they're talking about this other dude that she's fucking. She missed her, and she's super bummed about that. By the way, we're still BFFs, right? We have matching tattoos, even though we're what sixteen. Yeah, and well, <laughs> and a lot of the stuff that you mentioned in terms of like the asses, in terms of the tattoos, that's not stuff that would have needed to be written into the script. That's like when you're interpreting Shakespeare and you're like, we're going to do Othello in the 22nd century with robots or whatever. Yes. Like it's stuff that's completely outside of the text <laughs> that she can just sneak in there visually, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. Yes. I mean, that Earth. scene in the locker room where they're fighting, I don't remember there being that many butts. And there's a lot of butts in that scene. There's a lot of butts. Like so many big butts. <laughs> Like, a lot of butts, and, like, nobody's in a hurry to put their towel on. Nobody. Like, sure. dudes are, like, sitting there talking with the towel gently placed over their genitals. Hanging brain. And, like, just hanging out, talking. The whole time they're fighting in that scene, there's a dude butt out, like, ten feet away, acting like he has no idea what's going on away from him. And I'm like, he's just talking to his saying. buddy naked. Some of the most homophobic men do the gayest shit. Uh-huh. You locker think rooms, Like, I, aggro ro- locker rooms yeah. are home of some of the gayest shit. Absolutely. Kids in my high school used to like, they used to slip and slide in the shower. The football team would slip and slide in the shower together. That is exactly what I was going to say of a story of someone that I, who, whose name I will not reveal, but someone was telling me a similar story of yeah. just sliding in, slamming into people, just completely naked in the shower. Yeah. Yeah. And the wrestling team used to do some really nasty shit that in, involved insertion. Well, oh, <laughs> I want this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not body parts, but but okay. Legit yeah. though. Into each other. Anyway, men in a homosocial environment, presumably straight men, um, trying to like engaging in homoerotic behavior, can do so and get away with it by being misogynistic. Mm-hmm. So, and I think a really good layout of that is that tampon scene. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm. It, he takes the character. It's like the football player. Is it Kyle? They all have like uh, Kyle Chad, like Mark, well, like yeah, yeah Mark, Mark, Mark Bing, because that's God. the other friend's name we get here. Yeah, yes. Mark. So m- he makes Mark played by Dylan Bruno. Yeah, what a, <laughs> well, that is a name. <laughs> Let me uh, actually. I'll just tell you the His original voice. script was the coach goes, "You two ladies, they're gossiping," and then he goes, "No, sir," and he goes, "Excellent. Then you can give me fifty when we hit the field." Do you have the clip up? I do have have the clip. This is what's in the movie. Gay as shit. (laughs) Where did it go? Here it is. Mr. Bing, on your feet. Turn around, drop trowel. What? You heard? Drop trowel, shorts and all. (laughs) Now, son, you want to stay a starter on this team? Come on, son, you undress like a girl. Let's go. Weird. Why are you in a jockstrap? After that half-ass block, I just wanted to check to see if maybe you had a tampon string hanging between your legs. Uh, Ah, see, we're all straight because we hate women together. You're not a woman. And like wearing a tampon means you're less than. uh, Um, Period. That wasn't in the shooting script. Way to go, Kat. Um, I love that. And I also love this butt. It's It's a great butt. Brian actually, that was the moment where Brian actually like came in the room and saw it happen. And then he made fun of it. But then he's like, that probably happens. I'm like, there's no fucking doubt it does. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What specifically happens? Like a coach 
almost sexually harassing one of his players oh, in yeah. front of all the other kids because that's yeah. a way to emasculate somebody. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that happens in locker rooms oh, yeah. all the time. I'm sure too. Yeah. Anyway. Yay. <laughs> and I don't want to say that, you know, everything I don't I don't know this, right? Like I wasn't there. This is just me trying to be an internet sleuth and who knows. Maybe that maybe I have a you know no idea what happened or who put what where. I mean, but I it think seems like her her fingerprints are on it for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and even oh, please. Oh, I'm just I'm just saying that's what Cat Shea does with any material that she has. Yes. Um, she elevates. Or it. perchance, have you seen the movie Stripped to Kill? I her believe movie I, from the '80s. No. Um, that movie is. And don't yell Amazon, at me on right? Twitter for not seeing it. Oh no! Why? Okay, if you're <laughs> mad about that, chill. I'll make him watch it. Um, <laughs> but Strip to Kill is a slasher movie set at a strip club, and you think you know exactly what you're getting from that concept. But it was written and directed by Kat Shea. She was Kat Shea Rubin at the time. Um, but she like on a she lost a bet and had to go to her strip club at one point, and she was dreading it. But when she went, she realized that stripping is an art form, and she made that movie to highlight the art form. So awesome. there's like full six minute scenes of beautiful like, like dancing and yeah stripper routines that are completely like avant garde and strange and beautiful and interesting and the slasher movie part is fine um, but it's kind of a celebration of that. the art of it does sound incredible and that's just kind of what she does with what she has queer enough to do here. Yeah, actually, okay. yes. Right, well, Although let's definitely do it. I'll watch it for the show. You know, show. it's the 80s. There's some iffy stuff about that's fine. it. But we could definitely talk about it. I heard Perfect. her tell that story at that triple feature. Oh, that's right. Yeah. When you saw Poison Ivy in. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because uh, she, you know, when she first started talking about how she had lost the bed, and she, ugh, like, I have to go to a strip club. And I was like, wow, straight women are so annoying. But then she kept talking and I'm like, oh, maybe you're not. <laughs> she like used, like learned from it. it yeah. Like it was like she a, was open. actually a yeah. big... That was my. That was a weird noise that came out of my it's mouth. The it's the damn it's LaCroix, LaCroix. But um, it sounds like she took a, like a tiny moment in her life and made something mm-hmm. from it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. I want everyone to have this knowledge of dancers. You yeah. Know? Also, she it's had work. a movie in theaters this year. She directed that new Nancy Drew movie. Oh, that's yeah. right. With the girl from Stranger Things. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Nancy Drew making a comeback. It's like already on Redbox. Um, so that's probably not great for her, but. Check it out and give her the money from okay. the red box. Okay. Um, can we discuss like just a little bit of the plot and how it all get, kicks off with Lisa essentially jumping off the roof? Yeah. I want a whole episode for Lisa <sighs> because she deserves it. She dies 12 minutes into the movie. I know. <laughs> no, it's Mina, actually Mina Suvari. Mina Suvari. Gorgeous, great over Zachary Ty Bryan. <sighs> well, come on, he was some of our crushes. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I was thinking that yesterday, and every time he came on screen, I'm like, what were the what were people in the '90s thinking? We were thinking, thinking his beautiful him. eyes, yeah. and he's not JTT, and you needed mm-hmm. the alternative brother, yeah. and the other one was too young. Like you yes, smelled. you had to pick one. Yes, you did have to pick one. Everyone, I don't know how old you are, but everyone my age was JTT, mm-hmm. like wanted JTT, and I was like, but I like Brad. <laughs> in the same way that everyone liked Zach Morris and I was like I like Slater Slater yep. and Jesse Spano <laughs> mm-hmm. yes they were the more interesting Both couple yeah mm-hmm. for sure <laughs> but well, how would you Lisa. summarize a little bit of the plot then or do you want to well I just want to know like the, I always like I'm like I always instantly roll my eyes as soon as like a female character either 
kills herself or does something violent over a douche. And I, in the movie, like for me, like I, I really enjoy this movie. I think there is some good statements in it, but it also, I, 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 it's hard for me to get into something deeply when it starts off that way. You know, this movie is as flawed as it is perfect. I mean, yeah. And so, and, and this is a great example of where it goes so fucking wrong. I mean, it starts at an 11 (laughs) with that, you know? Also, I mean, just to throw it out there, the first 33 seconds of the trailer are her suicide. Mm-hmm. That trailer's only two minutes long. <laughs> well, they <laughs> show I the mean, suicide like six times in the movie, too. Yeah, like, you, you get flash a flashback back later. To it. You get a dream. <laughs> they, they give you the suicide from every angle. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know any of the other backstory? Because I know they were initially going to shoot this in 1996 under the title The Curse. And I couldn't figure out, did that mean it was not a Carrie sequel at the time? Like, did it have anything to do with Carrie in the beginning? From what I read, it it was. It was always Carrie. It was Carrie. It was the curse, Carrie 2. And then then what they shot (laughs) when they were... that title is so backwards. (laughs) My favorite title was was the production one, Carrie 2, Say You're Sorry. Oh, Oh, yeah. I'm living for that. I want to see Hello, Mary Lou 2, Say You're Sorry. Yes. Yes. Mommy Steez. Oh, you're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and die for it. Yes. But Lisa is like a tragic character. She yeah. is. But also tragically written. She has no mm-hmm. backstory, nothing going on with her. And also she needs a trapper keeper because when she went off that roof, it was papers everywhere. <laughs> and why did she, she take them with me. her? And then Rachel comes up and touches her blood. Yeah. When all those kids are like hanging out by the car, just all standing there. And I'm like, yeah. would, that, is, would people I, do that? Yes. You yeah. Think so? They would pull out their phones. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah. They'd pull out their phones. They'd like the touch her blood. The Somebody would touch their blood. <laughs> like that kid People the really will reach out and touch someone else's blood. Yeah. Um, it, it, it happened to me one time. What? I oh. <laughs> was, I had got first mistake, went for a hike. Okay. That was, that was <laughs> where I fucked up to begin with. All right. Go for this hike. Me and my friend, we get lost. <laughs> <laughs> run across some random white man up in these mountains in Griffith know. and he's like I can show you all the way and I turned to my friend and I was like I don't know about this like <laughs> well, the sun's I'm going like, down <laughs> the sun's going down no. and I had just watched not the hills have eyes but like something where you just wouldn't want some random man in the mm-hmm. mountains to lead you to safety you're like yeah right <laughs> you're taking me to your lair I already know uh-huh. so anyway he does eventually get us back to the parking area oh that's but, nice um, t- in order to get back on the trail, there was literally just a, like, not, okay, a cliff is too, that sounds a little more serious than I mean. It was probably, like, a six-foot drop-off, so not a cliff. But as someone who's just, like, not quite six feet tall, like, that's, it's tall enough. Mm-hmm. And the only literal way to get down was to jump. There were no uh, other. No. No, so, of course, I, like, kind of, like, half slide, half <laughs> jump down, like, just like a dumbass. And I, like, scrape, scraped your knee or something. I scraped my elbows up. Oh, and God. like my back and he turns to me and he reaches out and he's like you're bleeding and he <gasps> touches my bloody uh, elbow no. uh, you know I lost it on my friend I was like see I fucking told you <laughs> yeah, no more hiking <laughs> I was getting so tense during that story because like I know he's gonna be the toucher I know he's right, gonna be yes, the toucher yeah, I mean, yeah. he's the toucher and then he uh, licked it bleeding. off oh God it's so easy to touch your yeah. bloody elbow too. Um, so, yeah, my favorite part get... of that moment though is the, when whose car not... is this <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, when the principal gets on, or no, it's Sue. It's Sue Snell, huh? She gets yeah. on the thing and she's like. Because the guidance counselor always makes the announcement. At one, like, 
There's been a death at 1 p.m. today. We're going to have a moment of silence. Whoa, they moved on fast. Yeah. Like, that body's still out there. Rachel's running through the well, woods. The other thing, okay, we, we, I think you and I talked about this briefly yesterday. What? Hey, what? Is the school's hours? Yeah, what the days of the week do they go? Like, like they go like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, <laughs> and then they have Friday off. <laughs> and they don't get any time off for death. Because like, that's right. wild. So like, I, I I need to know because it's so stupid. But well, so like, they're on the bus. They get to school. She's in a dark hallway for some reason. It's the stroke <laughs> of midnight when she's getting <laughs> her books out of the locker. <laughs> it's so dark, and then she kills herself. And then they're still like at one o'clock. I'm like, how? I, this day has been 15 hours also, long. People but are only, like, gardening on the roof, right? Ugh. During but, class, I guess it was like a. <sighs> no, because there's two people. That is not a gardening class. That's that. Those are <laughs> hobbyists, right? <laughs> <sighs> It's so confusing. And there's like no protective layer around the garden club. <sighs> and then there's like kids everywhere when she kills herself. So like, are they no one in class? It, it was everyone's free period. <clears throat> yeah. It's study hall globally. She honestly got kind of lucky. It wasn't that tall of a building. <laughs> like you died fast. Honestly. Like it, you know, this, you, you, you took a risk, girl. That shot hit in the car, though, is awesome. Yeah. It's it like is. a really good shot. The one oh, from yes, inside? Yes. Yeah. And her bouncing off of it. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. So, from what I heard in the commentary, that one from the inside shot was not hers. Was not Kat's. That's like leftover An material. from the other guy. But maybe, maybe that was not the black and white. Um, friends, I would love to share with you a song okay. about Lisa's death. Okay. If I can have your ear for Give a moment. Me a Guys, song. there's a, there is a, the rage carry Two musical out there. Mm-hmm. This'll be, I think it's going to, from what I, if it, if it happens this fall, it'll be the fourth annual, if I'm not mistaken, but it's, um, a, a trans writer, uh, Preston Max Allen, who's brilliant, uh, wrote, uh, we are the Tigers, which uh, is on iTunes right now, I think. Oh, cool! But it's it's a really it, he does great work, and um, and I love Carrie too. So um, yeah. yeah, this is a taste of what that is. Okay, this is a track titled "Lisa's Reckoning." <laughs> I guess it's time for me to go. <laughs> I guess I'm really in the show. My suicide's not justified. <laughs> My development was low. <laughs> this song's already longer than my screen time. <laughs> I guess that means I'm supposed to die now. Goodbye now. Wait. No. Since you have a song here, so let's take time to look at me for once. Because I just was fine, so I got dumped off screen. Well, Here's, it, it goes from there, but it becomes a real song. It gives her the moment that she deserves. Yeah. That. It's so funny that she mentions that she got dumped off screen because you totally don't realize that. Right. I forgot about that. It is a lot. It's a, it's a big meal in the first 10 minutes to like connect all those dots. And she's like pretty. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, but my point is, is they're like all talking about like what a like frumpy dump and stuff. Oh she my god, is. I know. Because like, that's how it goes. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <sighs> Everyone like, thinks they're ugly, and someone else thinks you're pretty. Yeah. And like someone out here thinks Beyonce's ugly. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's they just got issues. <laughs> okay, but like can we <laughs> sure. talk? Speaking of ugly, and I know this is like 
shallow, but Ooh, the outfits on those cheerleaders in the front <laughs> lawn—they were all dressed like moms. Yeah, they were. They all looked like mom jeans. Like it looked like an SNL and commercial. Like yeah. I was around in 1999. We were not dressing like hot people weren't dressing like that. And right? I'm also like, why don't they just put them in uniforms? Movies have cheerleaders yeah. wearing their uniforms all day long. 1999. It wasn't mom jeans. You would have like a bootleg cut. Yeah, they did have bootleg. You've been like, tucking those bootleg cuts into the the. Kathleen, the Kathleen boots, straight up, yeah. thin ass cardigans. There was a woman behind the lead cheerleader who was like six feet tall, convinced yeah. she was a teacher. Then she started Same. doing those moves, I and I was her. like, "Oh, yeah, I saw her too." I was like, okay. "Whose aunt is that?" Me in high school. <laughs> This was like, how old is that bitch? Song was playing, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Nay, my this favorite thing you've ever said was how you're like, and with black girls, you can't tell if they're nine or fifty-five. Yes. <laughs> Try me. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of teachers, what did you all think of Sue Snell? <sighs> Tragic. She certainly was trying her best. Maybe not. Um, <laughs> I really, I really liked the moment of when um, Rachel first displayed her telekinetic power, Same. It's cool. and that moment of recognition and of like you can see that character's entire past in her yes. eyes. That's mm-hmm. a really good moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's also it's a really true. great moment when the snow globe breaks and she like com- like yeah. throws herself back against the wall. She, she is globes. terrified. <laughs> um, but snow. So what did um, each of you try to move with your powers <laughs> when this movie came out? My CD player, I used to try and um, pick the songs on shuffle. Ooh. Like I would hit shuffle and then I would hit play. And that's, yeah. That's so oh, that's so good. <clears throat> I used to try to move my beverages closer to me when I was lying in bed. I mean, that practical, mm-hmm. practical magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was in college then, so it was probably a beer. Yes, Give mom me that powers. Beer. Bring me my purse. <laughs> <laughs> my chapstick. Did, did you try to move anything? There? Um, yes, especially after Matilda came out. Oh I hell yeah! I was like mm-hmm. trying to pour some Rice Krispies <laughs> from across the room. Matilda. Just disappointed. For me, I was not. I, I was not going to be allowed in to see Carrie two when it came out. Um, but <laughs> my. <laughs> How old were you? Right. I was, when did this come out? 99. 99? I was Four? five. Oh, my God, little baby. <laughs> I didn't even have a driver's license. Oh, my um, God. Hey. Um, but, yeah, my big thing probably around that time was the Animorphs. And I remember spending, like, all of story time in elementary school trying desperately to turn into an ant. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> to hide. Was ants? Did ants come out then too? Ants, ants, oh, ants, and Bugs Life were right around ninety nine. I Maybe. think. Maybe, yeah. but I think because you you had to have touched the animal in order to acquire its like essence. Right. And I'd touched ants before, and I was like, True. if it's anything, it's gonna be this. <laughs> I've never touched a tiger. <laughs> anyway, that's- uh, but Sue is so tragic because like. I get why they wanted her to come back. They wanted a direct connection to the first film, but like they give her like such a sad, like, like, like beat in between movie one and movie two. Like she has no family. Nothing. She's back at her high school. Cause like, why the fuck would you go and work at the high school that like caused all the trauma in your life 23 years ago? And like, is like the worst Granted, it's a new school, but, like, your entire history is wrapped up in this, like, event that happened when you were 16 or 17 years old. So, like, no family. It sounded like she – am I incorrect or was I correct that she did some time in a hospital? 
Yeah, she yeah, at Arkham. She, yeah. She was at Arkham. By the yeah. way, this movie exists in is the DC the, universe. I was going to say, like, so. she, is she like the Penguin's I mean, well, mom or something? <laughs> should I be like really glasses pushing nerd right now? Yes, please. Because it's a, it's, a it's a Lovecraft reference. Um, Got it. They're like Batman and Carrie 2 are referencing the same Lovecraft universe oh. situation. Wow. Okay. I just well, actually, <laughs> I don't know what anyone's talking about. I, I know what you're talking about. Arkham um, Asylum is a big thing in the Batman universe. That's where he sends all the villains. Yeah. Which yeah. clearly is, didn't you know, it's a reference to Lovecraft. Um, <laughs> no, I love and respect that The only thing I know about Batman. I, I do I'm too. It's great. It. I love learning something. Sue Snow was in there with the yeah. Joker. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's consistent. But, um, well, actually, you know. so yeah, like her story is kind of tragic and then they kill her. The, and the, and her death been, is so sudden and just like such a unnecessary. Waste. And it, but like a lot mm. of her character is that way. It's like she she gets she moves the plot along in all the right places. She does have one moment I like, and it's when that dude is like, "Are you sure you're not just trying to save a girl?" Twenty years. That's ago. That's a great little and scene. It's, it's a moment yeah. where it's such a good example of like when people speak up about abuse mm -hmm. and it's like you get gaslit mm -hmm. it's like because he's not wrong she she should want she mm -hmm. would feel that way after something like 20 years ago She's but trying he to give herself this, a second chance yeah and it, and that to me felt so real mm -hmm. um unlike everything else about <laughs> her character i mean it's ridiculous considering you know like the the stuff that they have her too but she is she gives a pretty decent performance she so does. there actually were moments where even when they go to like the old burning high school um, <laughs> that you kind of like appreciate the scenes with her and Rachel. And I actually like left the movie, not left, but like turn the movie off, finish the movie this time. And kind of was like hoping, like thinking about like how interesting a movie could have been where if it was just the two of them or if this story was centered around mm -hmm. the two of them and maybe not with Rachel in high school and like what you could have gained from their relationship being the center of the film. Mm. Instead, you got to teach your kidnapping a kid from high school. Just yeah. let's just go Wait, drive to gonna, another yeah. town. You're gonna come oh, with me. That's so very scream the MTV series, or like we can just leave, right? <laughs> that's how that works. <laughs> and that you could feel that while watching the Carrie too was the scream fingerprints were all over it by focusing on all these high school kids and trying to be funny. And it, the interesting movie was like kind of the B plot with Sue and Rachel. Mm -hmm. I love her quiz though. When she's like so trying great. to be subtle, uh, yeah. and like okay, I, I, so I relate to that. Mm -hmm. Just like yeah. not having any sort of subtlety. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> you have a clip of that. I do. I think yes. we should just. I play like this it. clip. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's like a true or false test. Answer true or false. Again, sometimes my thoughts assume the form of a giant insect. False. If you want to play the piano well, you have to practice. True. Large furry animals crawl on my face every night while I sleep. True. I have a dog. So, so nice. Sometimes I can move things with my mind. You can't make me do this. Scary. Honey, yeah. sit down. I'm just trying to help. <laughs> just like... I mean, zero to 60. <laughs> right. Yeah. Here's some I'm crazy throw shit. This one in. Like, look, are you telekinetic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's not going to, like, be so caught off guard. She goes, yes. I, whoop, I didn't mean to say that. It's True like, or false, me. Rachel. <laughs> the first time I went to Planned Parenthood back in the day, this was like 15 years ago, and their questionnaire was like, 
name, address. Have you ever hooked up with anyone from the internet? Wow. And and that many years ago, it was. I felt so guilty about putting yes. I felt like so. Uh, you know, I guess it wasn't quite fifteen. I'm being wild with that. Not that long. Ten, twelve. I don't know. But yeah, wow. I mean, isn't it funny to think because like there was people would like shame people for meeting people on the internet Mm -hmm. and then it was people on like dating sites and then it was people on apps Mm -hmm. if that quiz was today people would be like have you met people from the internet they'd be like today (laughs) well that's what like when brian and i started dating we met on scruff me here and like four years ago people would like kind of make fun of us for meeting on scruff and now it's like people love it when we tell them that hell yeah you know like how fast it can change but at the same time it's kind of like fuck you yeah like i remember i had a friend once be like but like you don't know him and like not just Brian, but if I had like hooked up from an app or like went on a date from an app, it's like you're just meeting these guys that you meet on an app. I'm like, you're meeting people drunk at two thirty in the morning at yeah. a bar. What's, nobody like, knows I, anybody. What I'm doing is probably safer. Yeah. Nobody knows anybody. <laughs> exactly. Nobody knows anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And like not show? to shame anybody that picks up somebody from a bar, but I was just like right. like it's not that different. Like Glass Houses girl. Like <laughs> if I could order Postmates, I would do it all the time. Don't shame me they, for ordering in. You know? For real. Postmates and Grinder combine the two cuz that's some shit right there that would make people a lot Sounds of Sounds like a movie I've seen. Yeah, just like donuts on dicks. What movie? <laughs> you know, where the delivery guy shows up and Oh, a yeah, movie. That's yeah. the joke I get enough. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of technology, I like my burning question watching this movie was like how did teens ruin each other's lives before phones? And then, you know, I and mean, it looks like so much house and assault you. <laughs> Fucking passing notes. Yeah. Passing notes, prank calls, um, ding dong ditch. Throwing bricks through your Throwing window. Throwing bricks through windows. It would get violent. Also, uh, when they call her a dyke in that scene. Yes. Totally not in, that wasn't in the script I read. Now, Love they that. did call her, they, they refer, she does refer to herself as being a dyke in the drive through. Mm-hmm. Like I that was that. something. But then um, Kat Shea added, or I presume she added, what followed next because it wasn't there. Those moments where she's lovingly looking at those photos of her and her friends, yeah. uh, her and Lisa, mm-hmm. and then she strokes the photo. That's mm-hmm. a long moment, mm-hmm. not scripted. So mm-hmm. I think she took those little kernels. And I know I'm, I'm not just trying to backtrack with this queer stuff, but here it is. It's, it, you plant it there. And then later during this house assault, which feels pretty gnarly. And I think she, filming it in her point of view, it feels claustrophobic. Um, and then to hear that word in the fray, it becomes something else. It's it true. does because it, it it's violent and it's homophobic and it's also comes from – to me in his place, it comes from a point of like only women that wouldn't want this is yeah. a dyke. Mm-hmm. You know, like – Zero to 100 again. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, I like that she took such a small – like kernel in a script and like kind of made a little runner out of it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like words like that. It's, it's, well, I don't know how um, you feel about words like that, but if someone happened to does happen to does, wow. If someone <laughs> happens to call me a dyke in it for, to be mean, it's like, of course you feel the hatred coming from them. Mm. So that can make you feel a certain kind of way. But in the same moment, I'm like, you see me though, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) It's like one time, um, the front, you know how the front of my car is a little fucked up and men love to like be at a a red light and be like, Oh, I can fix, I can fix that. So at a red light one time, this man looks over at the front of my car and he's like, you know, I got an auto body shot. He's like, sir, sir. And I turn cause someone's yelling 
And I'm like, oh, you are talking to me. Okay, fine. Like, I, whatever. I don't care what you think I am. And he's like, I have an auto body shop. I, I can fix that for you. And I was just in the right mood to where my response was. I was like, you should degender your customer service because I'm a woman. Ooh, yeah. you. And he was like, well, stop being a dyke and looking like a fucking oh man. And I couldn't stop laughing because I was like, I, I mean, I feel like typically when I, if someone <laughs> assumes my gender to be different than what it is, if someone's like, this person maybe is a man. Uh-huh. If I tell him I'm not, they don't believe me. But this guy, I was like, I'm not a man. And he was like, well, you fucking dyke. <laughs> like, okay. Well, you know, you're not wrong. Bright side. <laughs> Kill fix my own car. <laughs> you pull a wrench out yeah. of your pocket. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. Well, this strangely ties to <laughs> something in the script at the end that the last change that I, I think like it's when they call her, when she says, so at the end of this film, for those of you who haven't seen it, um, you could spoil a 20 year movie. It's fine. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I will spoil it. I, uh, but I, everyone dies. I'm in <laughs> uh, also a movie called Carrie too. Can you imagine if everybody didn't die? <laughs> die. Uh, waste of time. They spend, you know, in the first, most of this movie, like the first 120 minutes making everybody so unlike what you cannot wait for them to die. I know. Yeah. And then, you know, we Including get five Cher minutes. Horowitz too. Oh, God, I love the clueless TV show. <laughs> wait, wait, which one was she? Uh, glasses. Monica. Monica. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So she played Cher on the clueless for the TV version of clueless. And, uh, in, I think an iconic way. I mean, yeah, she's good. She's incredible. And yeah. I love what she brings to this, that whole scene where she steals the lipstick. It's really good. It, who puts the sample right on somebody's mouth. I was going to oh, say, that's the truth. Is that a thing? Yeah, I was wondering yeah. that too. No. no, and then she she says, hold still while she puts it on. I'm like, Ugh, you're just feeding into this. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end, um, the original line was, uh, or I think, uh, maybe, they, do we have that clip of the, the confession, the part where they, where they're uh, saying how many points Rachel has? Yes, but it's or not great worth. audio. So okay, we can... well, no worries. There's a basically they just say the difference is they say something like uh, that Rachel in the movie they say she's worth thirty that she's yeah. worth thirty but they say it's because she said she was a dyke yeah right. so in gets the script for the conversion it yes. says and this is just like a tiny thing but in the script it says oh because you know we thought she was a dyke but oh. Hey, that's different. It is. That's it changing is. from we assumed looking at you, but then now we know better because you fuck this friend. To she said she was a dyke. Yeah. We're giving her thirty points, which reminds yeah. me of that situation. Totally. But it's like they see her. <laughs> they see her. Yeah. And they're jealous. Mm-hmm. Well, they should be with all that moose she had going on. I mean, girl and tattoo that. Oh, can I move. wanted that. You wanted, wanted that? that? Yes. You want that heartbeat? I. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. We should all go get matching tattoos after this. Uh, Guys, let's get the vines. I want it to go all the way through my face. <laughs> Every death is satisfying too, because they're yes. all so violent. Oh, it's <sighs> it's so cathartic. It is. Yes. Except I wanted Mark's death to be worse than just drowning. True. Uh-huh. That's true. But it, true. it's prolonged. It's it is, though. yeah. And like that's actually uh, pretty they show the they show a long yeah. bit of that of him yeah. dying. And we get and that whole face <clears throat> off. Oh, mm. fucking slay. Just, <laughs> and Zachary Tybri loses his. It's so. It's she shot him, him with a harpoon gun. Oh, so yeah. great. Also, in addition, so it was great. a shotgun to the groin before, Ooh, but she was like, so no, great. harpoon to the dick, yes. and it's going to the bottom of the pole. Oh, okay, and Monica cat. gets her glasses and smashed in her face. Doesn't she then use that so harpoon good. to escape the pool later? Yeah. That dick harpoon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she does. But. I. 
Dick Harpoon. Dick Poon. God, that's a mood. <laughs> it is. Um, and I, I don't want things to get too real, um, but like if these people had survived, they'd be on the Supreme Court right now. Um, this is a really <laughs> my God. challenging movie to watch with these characters. Yeah. And watching Especially Zachary them get, Ty Bryan. Yeah. yeah. Watching like, them get brutally murdered was very nice. Wonderful. Well, that's the thing about like time. Like 20 years ago, I remember seeing this movie and like just the way the kids acted being like, this is so unrealistic. And as you grow older and start realizing that people just present their shittiness more now than they used to 20 years ago, whether it's the internet or the power of Trump. Um, <clears throat> you watch that scene where he's essentially like, my dad's a lawyer, so I'm going to get out of this. And you're like, oh yeah, that actually happened. And they're talking about tarnishing these boys' reputations for horrible crimes that they committed. Yeah. Like, for, why like, would you yes. do that to yes. some of the most That's valuable what happens? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It does. Yeah, yeah. 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 You can't do this to like the most esteemed people in town. Or something like that is what they say. And that's Kat Shea in that scene, right? Uh, wait. I oh, think she's she? the <gasps> I think that's the Queen. I think she's in that. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. oh it said God. in the credits Kat Shea is assistant DA. And I'm assuming that's who was she, Oh, I love who that, that I thought that was supposed to be a police woman, but I think it was that was her because then it said DA something, and I'm assuming that's the guy that came in the suit. I always thought that was the mayor. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that was Cat Shea in that scene. Can we share a quote that remind of what you just said? But uh, sure. it's from the the uh, from uh, Preston Max Allen because I had asked him uh, about when he wrote this and like it being applicable. Because I, I was like, well, what as a queer person, you know, drew you to this? And um, and his response was like, eh, Carrie already had a musical, and this one wasn't taken. You know, it was like eh, this is the one. I, yeah. So I, I was like, all right, well, like in retrospect, did anything change? And his response was. Um, underscore did a reunion concert of the show last year around the same time Brett Kavanaugh was a major news story. I was shocked at how, without changing a word of the show from the year before and without changing any themes from a film from 1999, the conversation almost felt so on the nose. Oof. It was as if it was trying to make a glaring point about what was happening with that case. It seemed genuinely as if my decision to work on the show was reactionary to making a point about <sighs> rape culture and the power white cis men have to make their own rules and be in this big horrifying club together, which is what Carrie Two is about. Mm. So well said. So well yeah. said. Mm. So well said. And the uh, the uh, only thing about Carrie Two that makes it fantasy is the ending. You mean how but Jesse gets the dog, Walter? That and that most of these people don't get their comeuppance. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Not time for joking. I'm yeah, sorry. but no. How about that ending, though? Uh, how about that remix? <laughs> <laughs> They're all gonna laugh at you. Oh, so yes. good. I the want CD that. death. Please. Yes. Oh, it's got a nice stereo to it. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm like ready to take my clothes off. Ooh. Ooh. For you. Uh, uh. <laughs> I need three more minutes of that. Seriously. Yeah. It's way too soon. I love the CD death so much. Yes. I wanted to see them enter her body. Yeah. Because I don't think you see it, right? You see them in the arm, right? Kinda. Yeah. I wanted one to go right in her fucking forehead. Yes. <laughs> Turn into one of the Cenobites. Yes. Crossover. The Rage so, Carry to Hellraiser. Confession, though, and this makes me a bad <laughs> horror gay. I don't know how I feel about the ending. I know I'm like I'm supposed to be living for this revenge, and I want to. I I do feel conflicted. 
Like, about what? About this person who fucking kills everybody. I want her yes, to kill everybody. It. Yeah, and yeah, it yeah. feels good and it's fun and I want to see it. And then I leave thinking like, fuck, you know, mm. I don't know. It doesn't feel good. I wanted her to kill everybody and live. That's the thing. Yeah, I'm that's what didn't feel about. good for me. Exactly. <laughs> why did, I was, why did she have to die? Especially that way. A fucking roof falling on yeah. her. Also, telekinesis off of you. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Right. She could telekinesis Jesse into the pool. Yeah. Why not TK the roof off you, girl? Mm-hmm. You moved everything. Maybe she wanted to die. Heavier than die. CDs, yeah, though. she wanted to die. That's true. What's that? It was heavier than CDs. <laughs> Um, True. Right. We haven't talked about Jesse at all, and I, it's because he doesn't matter. By the way, Jesse is, <laughs> Jesse is her white bread boyfriend. He's like the Alicia who, Witt of <laughs> Rage his, his whole storyline is like he opens with – he's hooking up with a girl in the car, and she's like really trying hard to impress him, and he just doesn't give a fuck. Then he almost runs over her dog, but then another car does it first. Which, by the way, telekinesis that shit out of the way so your dog doesn't die. Right. Well, back but, up to like the sex with the Tracy – Yes. Ugh, awful. But like he gets out of the car, he's like done banging her and he's like so low energy, right? He's just like, yeah. Ugh. you know, and then he gets out of the, like, he's like ashamed of himself. But then as soon as he gets out of the car, he starts doing like stifler moves. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, what character are you? What character uh, are you? He is the tool. Yeah. Cause I feel like I knew guys he's like also that. Like the 30 year old senior. Well, he's sorry. <laughs> yes. No, no, please. Okay. I mean, he's supposedly being positioned as the like quote unquote true romantic. Cause he right. read into Romeo and Juliet yeah. and all of this stuff. My eyes almost um, fell out of my head in that scene. <laughs> I feel like Kat knew that that guy was a piece of shit. Yeah. And so when she directed that, that's why we get him at the very end, like the bonus ending where he's in front of the mirror and Carrie shows up. He's and or, Sorry, Rachel shows up, shatters in a glass. And yeah, we get mm-hmm. his like sad, dark circles right. under his eye. And it's gonna <laughs> he's going to be haunted forever. Because, yes. Yeah, because he's a piece of shit at, at yes. the core. Well, like he is a product yes. of that of the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when he asks her out, he does a thing of, I'm not going to let you leave until you say yes to me. Right. Ugh. Also, it's, he doesn't give her a time to meet him. <laughs> equally important <laughs> I hate when movies do that I hate when movies don't give each other time or when people don't say goodbye before hanging up a fucking phone uh-huh. anyway Brennan no, sorry but, no it's it's horrifying <clears throat> I look this is why I hated the movie book club um <laughs> So follow me here. So um something happened to Mary Steenburgen? No, the other one. Uh, who's who's Jane Fonda? No, who's the who's the one with Murphy the blazers? Brown. No, the, the the literally the other one. Candace Bergen. No, Woody Allen's like <laughs> Mia Farrow? from no um, from Manhattan. Dan Keaton. Annie Hall. Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton. Yes. Yeah. So she has a meet cute with Andy Garcia. He's a pilot of a plane that she's on, and he he's like, "Oh, do you want to grab coffee when we're on the ground?" And she's at first like resisting, like you know, oh no, no. But he basically threatens to crash the plane if she doesn't say yes to a date with him. And I'm like, oh. I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to think this is cute and romantic. And I was like, can we just push him out and have the co-pilot take over it? I hate scenes like that. And especially when they're supposed to be romantic or sweet or whatever, it's despicable. So glad we've learned. And I think that maybe that could be what justifies her terrible makeover. (laughs) We were all just waiting for her to get more goth. And then she gets like, she shows up in that fucking hospital gown with like no hair product. And just like, and we're supposed to be swooning. I'm like, give that bitch an undercut. (laughs) (laughs) I know she wants one. (laughs) She looks like she was wearing blue Kleenex. Yeah. 
But I bring Jesse up because so he has good. this like forced moment where he's got his arm on her and it catches fire and he looks at the fire and he's like, I can't go anywhere. Like, I'm going to stay right here. So with Brian you. watched the last time it's with me. He's like, why isn't he moving? His arm's on <laughs> his arm's like, on because fire. he I love the moment in the car when he like pulls her on top of her and they're making out and she's like, the parking brake's sticking in my back. And then she's like, I've never done his acting there is atrocious where he's like, oh, oh. <laughs> and then he's like, like stuttering, like, oh, oh, okay. I'm like, you're fucking awful, Jason London. Yes. Like, you didn't learn anything from Dazed and Confused, dude. He's like, just to be dazed. The I love you moment, though. I mean, <laughs> when he's like, I love you. I love you. The fact that you. you can zoom in on this screen with telekinesis, mm-hmm. like and replay it <laughs> and turn it up. Pinch, it's like now it's all of a sudden it's high def, right. and you can hear. And these, and we're to believe that their camcorder can hear through walls and windows. <laughs> and <laughs> like, also, wasn't right. the filming being done through the window on the other side of the bed? Oh yeah, there's not a chance <laughs> they could hear that. But yeah, I love it. Got that it, amazing close up too. It's true love. Mm-hmm. True love is magic. Mm-hmm. I just love that she went for it on her first time. You ride know. that cowboy. You know, okay. you like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I've Lady waited Bird long enough. Yeah. If we were to sum up the film, I feel like it's the line, the male is the carrier. Ooh. Yes. Zero explanation. And all and she looks back and she's like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I these two you. women are like, yeah, believable. Yeah. <laughs> we have no story behind it. Just yeah. and that's it. Ralph White. So does this movie get a pride float though? Hell fucking yes. <laughs> it's a pride float and it's covered in eight year old girls doing ballet. Um, did you guys notice? <laughs> That's horrific. Uh, the car driving too. <laughs> the car driving. <laughs> this is a giant windshield with a face stuck to it. <laughs> you ain't shit. <laughs> Anyway, what is it, Sam? I mean, no, nothing's going to beat that. But the single, the single queerest moment of this film for me is when they're going through the drive-through to pick up the f- the film, uh, and in yeah. the background, there's a dance school yes. open at like fucking midnight, yes. and there's a, a room full of eight-year-old girls poorly, like they're dancing in the dark mm-hmm. with like complete everybody choreo. goes to school at night. Yeah. <laughs> yes, well, they go to school twelve days a week, and, and it lasts the entire time. This is a real scene. I mean, they. they I saw that. I noticed that. That's my pride float. Um, Really quick, too, Eddie K. Thomas' character coded gay to me. Yeah, he he had that one scene where he acted like he was her gay best friend yeah. and they never talked again. Uh-huh. That was very strange. Except when he wanted to get you into were the party. pretty good at that. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Pride float? Uh, yeah, I'll go along with the pride float, I guess. Maybe a, maybe a party. Um, Just going along uh, with it in this movie, it's not a good thing. I would <laughs> definitely do a Trevor Project fundraiser in Lisa's name. Does that count? Yes. Fair. Yeah. I would yes. give Kat Shay Rubin a pride float. Or Kat Shea, She's now Kat Shea. Okay. Kat okay. Shay, a pride float. She deserves it. Yes. This movie is questionable enough that I'm not like willing to commit to the movie itself. It would get a pride float in 99. Would it? Probably. Because obviously – I don't know. I mean there's obviously the lesbian subtext of like repressed feelings and all that stuff. But also a lot of the – anytime something – explicitly queer is mentioned it's in a negative light true mm. good point and mm. i'm just not super into that currently it doesn't get a pride right. no pride May, what do you think uh no no 
no pry. No pry float. Just a full Betty Gabriel from Get Out. No. I mean, someone that no. there's like maybe there's a booth, and if you want to be called a dyke through a scream, okay, someone will scream at you that like, you're a dyke. Okay. Yeah, yellow dyke for a dollar. Yeah. 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 I thought okay. you said through a screen, like a yeah. confessional booth or something. Yeah, that, like that, some that whole sort sentence of... just wasn't working. So it's out got a positive. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, exactly. It ends on a I'm positive. like, you people, yeah. people line up to for things they want to be called, um, and the dollar, you know, they get to donate it to their perfect. Love that. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. Uh, right. Thank you for letting me share this homophobic <laughs> gem. Sam, <laughs> welcome, and, uh, Sam. Yay! Yeah, this has been fun. Well, where can we find you on social media, Sam? Um, at Sam Weinman everywhere. Awesome. Uh, you, got an, you got an early. I'm on Twitter at Michael Ken Ken. How about you, Nay? I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Black Cupcake. And you can find my art Instagram at Gotti Los Angeles. You're so annoying. I love you. <laughs> and Brennan? You can find this show on Twitter and Instagram at Queer Wolf Pod. And you can find me on Twitter at It's Raining Brennan. All right. Sign us off, buddy. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.